It seemed that entrepreneurship and spirituality were in conflict. But they were mistaken. There is a profound art to building high-performance business that expands the soul. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are here to explore. This is the Pure Power Podcast. I am your host, Oliver Philbock. Welcome. Boom, we are live. Welcome back to the Pure Power Temple. Very excited to be having you today. We have something really, really beautiful today coming up, and I'm so much looking forward to sharing this journey with you because we have a really special guest whom I will introduce in just a moment. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Pure Power Coaching, where we help entrepreneurs to play their game and rock their business and do it all while finding their unity with spirit. We've had people raising millions of dollars in funding, starting private equity companies, building six-figure companies from scratch, scaling, selling their companies, the whole shebang. And it was always after they found their game and their frequency and they learned how to connect to that at will and bring it into their business. If you are interested in this, then check out the assessment form that you can find in the show notes and just fill it out, submit it, and then afterwards we'll talk about how and if I can support you. Now, that being said, yeah, fasten your seatbelts for our guest today uh, and for the podcast episode that we have ahead of us. She is the most beautiful guest who we have had uh, on the podcast, maybe who we will ever have on the podcast. She is also a multi-seven-figure entrepreneur. She's a Tantra teacher already for a long time, back before it came kind of into fashion. She was there holding the helm. <laughs> and she also happens to be my beloved Sophia. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. Thank you so much. Such a warm welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And we are sitting here today in the most amazing place. Those of you who are watching the uh, video or who see the reels, you can see behind us a little bit, get a glimpse. And in front of us, we have this amazing view. We see the Lisbon skyline and the Jesus Christ and the river and so on. But when we met, we were actually in a very different place. Uh, back then, I was kind of in India, in hostels, paying like $7 a night in order to <laughs> cut my cut my expenses. How did that happen, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. It's good to contemplate that because I think it may seem like an overnight change, like an overnight success or something, but actually it's been built so diligently and so consistently and with such an uncompromising dedication to the highest path. And yeah, I feel like that's what happened, uh, that things just get to blossom when we commit to the highest path. Beautiful. Yeah. And I would love to chat more deeply with you about that because what we have found together is that our relationship has really been for us a place where we elevate each other and we make each other somehow shine even more bright and really help each other to yeah play our game individually, but then also together. And I think there's something really, really beautiful that we are cultivating. And I would love to dive into that with you today. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I find that a lot of people ask how do we make it work, especially having such a strong focus on spirituality? 
And recently I was sharing about that, how this is actually number one value for us, the commitment to our spiritual path, the commitment to discovering the limitlessness that we are. And I really feel like that's the main thing about our bond, that there is this unshakable commitment and everything else unfolds from here because we are really honest and really committed to the path. And then everything else just becomes a byproduct of that. Yeah, and maybe it's worth actually in that context to shine a light a little bit on how we met, because we met already very much under this, exactly this context and spiritual, I mean, for me, it was a spiritual quest back then when we met, you were already at a different stage, but this longing somehow for spiritual depth is something that brought us together in the first place. Do you feel like sharing a bit of our, mm. of our story? Yeah, absolutely. So one day, <laughs> as I was running my online course, Activated Man, <laughs> I received a message from a man who was the only man who was asking questions on our Q&A calls. <laughs> I received this message and he just said, I saw you guys going to be in India at Tantra Festival, at the Tantra Festival there. And I was like, oh, which guy is he referring to? I don't know. But yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> And at that time, I was really interested in finding my beloved, actually. Um, but I was interested in a way, because there are different stages of that for women. And I was past the stage when I urgently needed that. And I was like, okay, I'm so ready. I so wanted it. I was at a very different state. And I was in a state of such profound inner merging with my own inner beloved in such a beautiful union on the inside that all I wanted was to rest in this space, in this embrace of the eternal beloved. And if I were to meet a partner, which I wanted, but if I were to meet him, I wanted him to give me nothing less than this love I felt from the eternal. I wanted him to be able to understand the depth of my heart, to have such a depth of his own heart developed, such a deep understanding of love, of life, of beauty, that we could just blossom. <laughs> so uh, that was my yearning. And about two weeks later, Oliver, you walked towards me. <laughs> Appeared. Appeared and introduced yourself. Literally, <laughs> you said, um, hello, I want to introduce myself. I was like, oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Oliver. And I was like, ah, Oliver. So that's the one who was asking me all the questions on the online course. <laughs> and that's the one who's on the notes. I was like, mm. I, to me, I, I was in, inside I was thinking, Mm, okay, so he's courageous enough to approach me because I, I was the teacher there and uh, I, I thought that he would not do it because I thought he would maybe get intimidated and never make it. And then he was there, so I was like, ah, oh, okay, he's, here he is. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, that was a special moment there to approach you there in Delhi on the festival. And it's also nice to reflect just back then even to be with you in this course in the first place. So Activated Man is like a, an, a program for men to really tap into their power, into their potency, also into their sexual virility and to bring it into their lives. And it was one of the first investments in my personal development that I made out of my own pocket. 
So working back then for a company, like I wasn't used to this. And I remember it was such a stretch for me. I don't know, it was like 300 euros or something like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, 300 euros and so on. And it had, I think it had a money back guarantee. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And stretching into this. And then indeed I showed up to this Q&A call with a whole list of like 15 questions <laughs> to get everything out of it. But it worked, yeah. And anyway, there's much to be said about being a, a good student. I think those are also the best teachers uh, mm-hmm. in my experience. But anyway, that's for a separate topic. But I just remember it was such a stretch for me back then to do this course, you know. And then, wow, again, today we're sitting here in this amazing place and life has changed mm-hmm. so much, so much. And it's been a lot yeah, because of you, actually, and because of what we cultivated from this moment after we met there in in India and you sent me on a initiation journey uh, after our first meeting you sent me to Tiruvannamalai south of India to go find myself uh, essentially find God if we want to use this term like not a religious God but God in the heart so that worked yeah and then what started was a very rapid evolution and expansion and then we met again and, and connected more deeply. Yeah. And voila, here we are. Here we are four years later. We just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Yeah, wow, what a, what a ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so at that time when we met, I was so uncompromising with my standards that I was, like, we had the spark right away. It's like the first night, basically. So we met, it was morning. I think I was there, like, looking for, to book a massage for myself or something. And then you appeared in the morning. And then in the evening, so basically, like, maybe six hours later, uh, we were already making out. <laughs> <laughs> because you approached me and you said, as I was sitting in the lap of another man... <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> she approached me. You approached me and you said, kiss me. <laughs> I don't know where you got the courage. Maybe you were really activated from the activated <laughs> from man. From the activated man, yeah. From really activating your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, and I had nothing left to do but to obey. <laughs> that was a sexy situation, actually, yeah. Also, the other man was quite surprised, but then he really appreciated it also. Yeah, I yeah. remember very well this, this moment. <laughs> Good old times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then still, you know, I was still legally married at the time. Uh, you had also complicated relationship dynamic, and we had to take some months apart to navigate those situations and to even check, like, what was that? What, what did we actually want? And then we reunited again in India. <laughs> I was really like, we were going to satsang every day. And also it was so precious. We were in this rickshaw driving to the satsang every morning, every evening. You were there holding me every single day. You were there at this designated time. Every single day you were showing up. And it was really touching me because I felt like, like I felt your spiritual aspiration. I felt your like this real depth of your love, actually, because that's what makes us so committed and so uncompromising because love is so deep. And then slowly, slowly it started to blossom more and blossom more and blossom more. And then I invited you to Egypt to assist me in uh, one of the <laughs> in famous Egypt journeys. And there in Egypt, 
just before and then also in Egypt we got this like it was clear it was really for us to merge on the Nile yeah indeed mm. indeed mm. yeah just I feel to share on this piece of feeling so confident back then I just feel to share because I think for many men this is also a theme I used to be so confident when we met like it was like this yeah like bam, kiss, and kiss me sort of thing But then only afterwards, I really found the depth of my heart through my practice and through uh, all the steps that we just talked and then also over the next years, really deepening into meditation and so on. And I found that it takes a whole other step of the journey to recultivate this confidence once the heart opens and once there's really space for real, like deep love inside of the being. Mm. And I find this such a fascinating journey uh, only now i'm kind of coming back to similar confidence levels like i used to have and it's uh, many years later and it's been a big journey of really unpacking this mm -hmm. like how to be in the same leadership same taking charge play my game yeah i mentioned it also in the beginning of the podcast but do it from a place of love actually and from deep feeling you mm -hmm. feeling life feeling myself And also, actually, for this, and maybe we can talk later about the kind of fundaments of our relationship and the things that we do, but also for this, of course, our being together has been a huge catalyst, huge, mm. yeah, training ground, but also like a huge ground for having fun with it, yeah. mm. <laughs> improving. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's really beautiful you're mentioning this. For some men, it even shows up as loss of erection, like they would have so much confidence, so much erection. Which is not your case, but for some, <laughs> for some, <Thanks> for <laughs> but for a lot of men, this is a real thing that comes up, and they feel so weird, and they start to question the relationship because they don't seem to have such a strong, like, sexual response anymore. But actually, this happens because the heart comes online, and the man has to find a completely new configuration of his subtle bodies, of his energy, of how to move in life with an open heart. It was vulnerability with rawness that opens up there and at the same time find power in it. This is not a typical path that we know men walk. Indeed, yeah. And it has been a big, big learning of our being together. Yeah, a big thing that I can see that really shifted massively for me. I'm curious, what do you feel like four years ago? How are you different to who you are today? Oh, so completely different. And also in so many ways, because of the relationship, I've deepened so much into my own heart. Because although, yeah, it's like back then, if someone would have told me that I am, I'm going to go so much deeper into my heart, I would be like, what do you know? Kind of thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But now I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's a completely different territory that opened up there because through the relationship, we come to heal <laughs> and this is one of the main if not the main reason of a relationship to really come together to heal to mirror to each other those places where there are holes there are uh, there is things to to heal to work through and for me that's what has happened that i really got every year that we've been together year after year because the heart is slow yeah it takes time to open and year after year year after year i started to see my own 
wounds in the heart that I was too vulnerable to face for many years. And then because of the safety of our relationship that you've provided for me, I could go into places where I would just never dare to go and feel what was the most incredible thing for me was that because subconsciously we believe that if someone sees our darkness, they will run away. And what I've seen with you is that each time I've let you in into those dark places inside of me, you've showed up. And each time it has happened in various ways, each time I've showed more and more of my vulnerability, each time you've showed up more and more and became more and more vertical and more and more aligned in your presence. So it's really extraordinary how this whole reciprocal thing works in the relationship that it's like, yeah, we come together to become whole. Mm. Yeah, so beautiful. And I feel it's exactly hinging on this, what we shared a few minutes ago, that we both inside of ourselves have a real commitment to deepen into who we truly are. And and okay, I mean, that sounds kind of cliche, like everybody says it, but there's a very real, like it's a very real process and it's very, very tangible, uh, actually. And those of you listening who have started to open these doors, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, uh, you have these big states of consciousness, you connect with God or yeah, whatever you want to call it, Buddha, Krishna, the quantum field. Uh, yeah, You connect with this and then afterwards, there's work to really deepen into bringing that forward and embodying that. And I feel what you share about you kind of opening your darkness and me then being able to show up for that is because I really saw it as an opportunity. Also, it's like, yeah, nice. <laughs> Here's something to learn and something to really grow into, and it's mm. new and fresh and somehow like an also adventurous uh, <laughs> and a real place to meet myself again and to meet myself more more deeply and what i see in some other couples and some of the also clients who have been with me where we spoke about their relationship dynamics and so on was that this started to open so one of the partners started to tap into their darkness yeah let's say they started to get annoyed by their partner for whatever reason yeah but then the other one is not available to actually go there together and instead they draw back and it's like oh shit, like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to, it's too much. I don't know what I'm doing wrong or something like this. Mm. And that's where I see them, them getting stuck, actually. So I'm curious on your perspective on this. Like, how can a couple navigate this? Maybe also we can give some examples. Like, what does it mean? Okay, the darkness comes up mm. and how to be with it in a way that's empowering for, for both. Yeah, I think it's about this uh, willingness to be in the fire and burn. Because that's what you were just talking about, this like profound commitment to who we truly are beyond identity. There is this, at the same time, in the same breath, there is this offering of the personal self, of the ego, into the flames of like, take me, liberate my soul, take away all that I am, anything that's in the way that between me and you, between me and the eternity. So it's like paraphrasing Rumi, but it's like this offering. It's like this, like, there's nothing for me to gain in this personal game. There's nothing for me to accumulate, to feel better about myself, to get validated. And it's like just, just offering ourselves into the flames. And I feel like this attitude is what makes the major difference. So when challenges come up, lean into them. 
Like that's the most radical thing that so few people will ever dare to do because it feels like I am burning. It's so challenging. This person is is projecting or this person is so unavailable or so shaky or changing her mind all the time or being so upset and da da da. You know, and then all you want to do is run away. And yeah, of course we can talk about therapy, we can talk about like finding nonviolent communication and like owning our stuff like it's a, there's a whole thing about it but still the attitude of leaning into the challenges instead of leaning away when they come like that's the golden key here it's like when everything in you wants to run away like stay <laughs> yeah <laughs> and here from the man's perspective yeah like in those moments it's like you give me reflections of something like you say whatever like you're not present when you do this or you have this in your energy or something like that and something is really upsetting you and the problem is that you're pretty much always right <laughs> i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that makes it just so challenging yeah and i know this also from other again clients i work with men yeah it's like fuck yeah the woman just normally is pretty much on point like when there's an intuition activated there But it's just so hard to really see it and to acknowledge, yeah, actually, you're right. I'm actually really feeling shaky here when I do this or when I do that. And it kind of the go-to response of the nervous system is to get defensive and run away or shut down or something and then mm -hmm. create a disconnection in the relationship instead of stepping into the flame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for women also, because the, there were times in our relationship when I felt like my life depends on you getting it and meeting <laughs> me, and, but it does not actually. <laughs> and so that's the maturity also for the feminine to just see that, Actually, this embrace that I was talking about in the beginning, like when we met, and I felt so deep, he deeply held in before we met, this embrace doesn't go away. And I'm actually continually held by the eternity, no matter how you behave, no matter if you give me the things that my father never gave me, or my mother never gave me, or anything that my wounded self would like to receive. Actually, your behavior is irrelevant to my happiness and to my state of being. And so the more I, as a woman, and the more I see this in my clients and women, the more we actually lean into this wholeness internally, then also the man shows up differently because he doesn't feel this pressure. He doesn't feel this need, this grasping that at the same time pushes mm. you away. And probably, I mean, same for the man. Ultimately, the practice, of course, is the same. Yeah? To find, okay, part of my awareness is now with you and with whatever your demand or maybe your criticism in the moment or something yeah? in, in those challenging moments. But seeing if we can rest at least a part of our awareness back into, at the same time, back into ourself and uh, exactly this embrace inside which never goes anywhere where should it go where should it go but we tend to just attach so much meaning to the outside that everything goes there instead of something resting back and providing this frame so i'm curious maybe we can share like what has been on the other side for you of some of these challenges so we mentioned now yeah we moved through different phases of leaning into the fire and what happened for you on the other side Hmm. Well, so much more love. <laughs> so much more love. The love that, yeah, you don't know this love until you taste it. And 
I feel like for everyone who is on the spiritual path, there are moments of glimpses of this like little, like you get this bit of this nectar and you're like, ah, oh, so good. And then you carry on with your life. And then it's like, again, ah, oh, this is so nice. But then actually this gets to be our permanent state. And this I know for sure. And I know that my life will never be complete until I really know that I am forever anchored in this as a permanent state. And this is what's happening on the other side of it. Every time we move through something, every time I don't deny, but I allow myself to be washed and to be purified in those flames, I find myself deeper and deeper at home. Why do you think that many of the many spiritual teachers of the past and so on, but also many people in business, they actually shy away from relationship? Like we see this quite often as like some kind of a guru figure or something like this, and they're acting like all enlightened and so on. But then you look at their relationships and you will find that actually it's pretty fucked up, like oftentimes. Yeah. And like people having all kinds of, you know, strange stories of the things that happen there behind closed curtains. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think is that? Because it's hard. Because sexual energy is really the hardest energy to deal with. And whenever we come together, of course, there is sexual energy. Whenever we want to relate, whenever we want to be on this path that involves relating, it's like we activate Kundalini. And then, you know, it moves through all the centers and everything that is somehow imbalanced, somehow inconsistent, incongruent, that starts to all just come in your face. And then, like, it's easier without this stuff. It's freaking much easier to go and disappear and do the path of asceticism. And I so respect that. And it's so valuable. And it's still so, so precious uh, when people choose that. But most people don't. They just, like, they're not fully there, not fully here. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, if you are here, you want to relate with others, you may as well, like, really put yourself into the fire. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I see this also not with gurus or kind of enlightened people, supposedly, but with some of the people I've had the pleasure of working with who are authorities in business and really rocking it there. But then they have this thing in their relationship where, let's say, a strong emotion comes up and they are, it's difficult for them to handle it and to be with it and they distance themselves and they avoid it. And so they just avoid it because they have a lot to do in the business. Yeah, it's kind of like there's other priorities. But then what I see happening is that actually the exact same thing also shows up in their business, mm -hmm. but they just don't notice it because mm -hmm. they're putting a blind eye to this mm -hmm. spot. Yeah? So it's like trying to bypass it in the relationship, but in fact, you're bypassing it in your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like you, know, you cannot mm -hmm. think. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have those spirals we go through in life and normally We want to feel like, okay, I face this challenge, I face this difficulty, I'm done with it. Now, next level. But actually, we all have just like one main wound that we keep revisiting through different, different lenses. And then the relationship gives us a lens through which we can see a lot of ourselves, a lot of our heart, a lot of... Yeah, like really deep, deep healing happens there. But then also through the lens of business, you actually get to see the same things, but just from a different lens. And for me, both actually the, our relationship and also me like fully choosing my business has been such a portal for incarnation or actually becoming a human. Right. I must say for a moment, I'm just really happy to be here with you. <laughs> really enjoying to have you here and really enjoying this this moment. Yeah, it's really, really a joy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that reconnecting also with this very initial story that I shared four years ago, I remember myself sitting in that hostel room in India in the second phase of our meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to save every dollar, like it was maybe ten dollars a night or something, and including breakfast. <laughs> 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 maybe less and you asked me afterwards why i never invited you to my <laughs> to my place well it was because it was not exactly like amazing <laughs> yeah, but okay i got breakfast i got pancakes sometimes i think those i had to pay extra but anyway yeah so from that and then in the relationship again what we just said facing also my insecurities at times and really finding a way to meet you and to actually be trust in myself and to feel myself and to lead and all those qualities that have developed over the time have really enabled what I'm enjoying today in my life. And I'm like, my business is going really beautifully. It's multiple six figures now and going super nice and I'm loving the work that I do with my clients and so on. And it's because of this, like it's this, relationship actually that has opened this for me yeah it's such a different place Mm. now yeah yeah i also feel that very much it's like because the heart is so held and then from here it's like yeah there's just this also one of the main values for us as we were reflecting recently is this like real sense of comradeship actually like really being friends for each other but and and holding each other's highest path first you know, so first comes the highest path anyway. And then relationship kind of goes next because it is then a byproduct of this path, not vice versa. And then in this highest path, it's like, yeah, for us, it also involves leading those businesses and doing those things. And they blossom because it comes from such a relaxation that we hold together. Mm-hmm. And also in that, this value of, yeah, really liberating each other in that, which mm-hmm. comes with this comradeship. Mm-hmm. I remember I was so touched. I mean, I still am actually touched when I went last year, for example, for the, I had this dream to do a long meditation retreat mm-hmm. because something in me felt like I wanted to see what it's like to live like a monk and really go full, like full on with it. So then last year I decided to go for 49 days into solitude and sit in the mountains in Mexico and just meditate not see anyone just full-on practice and uh, you were like really supportive really allow i mean of course it was challenging yeah but giving me the space to go because you had this attitude okay if it's in my highest benefit it's also for us and it's going to be elevating us us together yeah maybe you want to share a few words about this yeah yeah Yeah, and it was challenging for me because i find myself most challenged in the changes because like some of my deepest wounds are related with some sudden changes and just based on my upbringing and so on and so for me those changes of like us separating us coming back together us separating us like these moments are the most challenging for me and i saw that in that phase when you were in that retreat and then some other retreats it's like me being by myself like of course there's no one word i would say against that and at the same time (laughs) and every time i would be hoping like oh maybe i've healed enough and it (laughs) won't come up but pretty much every time or was it 
I don't remember how it was last time, but like most of those times, there was really some significant things that came up for me where I felt like like yeah, dark moments mm-hmm. were there for me to navigate by myself. And then I was be like, of course, he is not there. Of course, I have to face it by myself. But of course, you know, because you're not here to rescue me or to save me. And like those things really, some of those things like, uh, yeah, I know I had to face on my own. And also become so much stronger through that. Mm-hmm. What would you say are other fundamental values that have helped us to really live a relationship that is uplifting us constantly? So we mentioned the commitment to spiritual growth, uh, or at least maybe if, if some listeners don't have this spiritual aspiration yet, like to personal development, maybe we can say, but like a deep commitment to self, yeah? I would say it's very direct for us. It's commitment to God. For us, yeah. Yeah, for us, yes. So, yeah, this, you know, then, of course, it for other people, there will be different set of things at work because it's it's us. It's not mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. But for us, this is the main thing. Mm-hmm. And then upholding yeah. each other's path as the highest. And then I would say, so the, this comradeship that we also discussed, and then the frequency, you know, choosing to lead with this frequency inside of the relationship. And because there are so many patterns that we all face in various different areas of our lives, but like also in the relationship where it's like, oh, this thing is not working, so I want to be upset about this, and then I start to doubt the relationship because of that, and da 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 And it's like it's one way, but it's a way to suffer like all the time because mm. there will always be something that's not like 100% perfect. And then a major shift for me happened in our relationship where I chose to just not feed that mm-hmm. and to go into like, okay, can I breathe with it and actually focus on how I want to feel in this relationship, how I want to feel in my life because every single moment of my life actually counts like how like why should i keep like bouncing back into dissatisfaction or something like this where i know already i know myself well enough that it has nothing to do with you it's actually just wounds popping up so i may as well like really connect to the frequency of pleasure and fun and joy because that's why i want to be in a relationship ultimately (laughs) i want to have the fun i want to have the sexy times i want to have the pleasure i want to have the joy of being together so i really focused on that i really prioritized that and i really feel that made a massive shift how do you do that practically so yeah what's your practice on this i really set myself up for that like i decide to and i I mean, it's a willpower thing, actually. Mm -hmm. It is a willpower. And then it's also a willpower that is supporting the heart. Because my heart is the most important thing for me. It's me. It's my love. It's who I am as love manifested in this human form. So everything I want to do in my life is offered to this heart. And heart is like capital H. It's like really the grand love that I am. So then what kind of frequency helps my heart to blossom? This, what I just said, Mm -hmm. joy, pleasure, bliss, adoration, this. So then I'm like, I do everything I can. I direct all my willpower to have that in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I literally choose to look at you and see the beauty. And even if there's a moment of like, oh, he didn't. (laughs) I'm like, okay. And still, this is here. And this is what I want to acknowledge. And this is what I want to feed. And this is why it grows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. 
And maybe even here an opportunity for you, dear listener, yeah, to actually bring even that frequency now into this moment of listening because mm -hmm. it is available in every moment for mm -hmm. you to connect with yourself, with your depth, with the freedom that pulsates mm -hmm. through your being. It's not something to be found somewhere, I don't know, going to Mount Kailash in India or <laughs> mm -hmm. some other place. Yeah? They may support energetically, but it's here. Mm -hmm. It's here. And I have this conversation so often with people who get it in principle, like, okay, mm -hmm. it's a commitment to feel good, yeah, ultimately to feel good inside of myself and centered, but then to put it actually into practice feels a bit elusive. Yeah, It's like, okay, how to do it? Well, here we start and yeah, we do it here now, feeling the joy of this moment, the joy that we are sharing here. Mm -hmm. That's hopefully also coming through the space. Yeah, There's something here to tap into and something mm -hmm. to really appreciate and cherish and then to carry into your day and to bring to your partner and to your business and whatever you know, yeah. and spread in the world and that's even what you get paid for <laughs> in fact for you then also i mean yeah, just to close the loop on the story yeah, again for years for me since then from the hostel to the well-running business for you there has been a massive shift also in that mm -hmm. uh, i'd love to kind of shine the light on that also for a moment Just your um, evolution also in how you share yourself, how you share your teachings, your purpose, being really like a real powerhouse, power woman also in, in that sense. Maybe you can also share a little bit what has happened here in this arena for you and maybe how it also related to the relationship. Well, I feel that my path has been so clear and I've been so uncompromising to it for... Yeah, like a good 11 years now. It especially got anchored in 2015. And then it just keeps blossoming. And I feel this process of just blossoming and blossoming and blossoming. And I feel it a lot has to do with the very first thing we talked about, this consecration, this offering to the divine. And then in my life, I want nothing more than be with the eternal, to be as close as I can be in every moment of my life. And then I want to just offer myself into that. So that's what's been powering my work. And then it became a business. And then this business started to blossom. And then the business really picked up. And then this business turned into multiple seven figures a year. So it's like, I just know that it's not me who actually is doing this. Mm. It is actually done through me because I could have never envisioned that. I could have never planned it even. Like I cannot think about like five year plan, ten year plan or something like this. I cannot think about budget. I cannot think about financial goals even. It's like, yeah, there are some numbers that look good and I have so many ideas what I can do with the money. It's like incredible. I know it's so good for everyone when I have the money. And this is just happening by itself, but I don't plan for it somehow. It just unfolds. And I see that the more I am true to myself and to this power that moves me, the easier it gets. Because there were moments also when I entered into a bit of a pushing mode mm -hmm. because I got the financial pressure. I bought a house, I bought an apartment. And so I got into this financial pressure and this is when it was really hard for us in the relationship, obviously, right. <laughs> because I put myself under pressure and I just really wanted to make it work. And I had this goal actually mm -hmm. to pay off the apartment because the banks were not giving me the loan because as a Russian citizen, it's not really what they do. 
these days and there was a lot of stress and so although there was a way out for me but it would have created a really big loss but still there was a way out but still i was a bit in this kind of i have to make it work mm-hmm. and that put me that dried me out quite a bit because then the focus was not on what i just talked about it was not my eyes were not on god anymore for a moment they got I got sidetracked on just really focusing on this goal and this dry kind of effort and like hoping like, okay, so this feels so right because it felt so right for me to purchase this apartment. And then it's like, it feels so right. So then how do I do it? Oh, okay. So I need to bring this amount every month and this is how we can do it. And then I launch this and launch it. And it's like, no, this <laughs> way does not work for me. And it exhausted me. It also really hurt our relationship for a phase. And I was just not available neither to myself nor to you, mm-hmm. really, in my heart and my depth. And that also created the lowest months in my business. Mm. <laughs> like the hardest time, the stress, the exhaustion, like not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like really not worth it. And then I was listening, yeah, listening and connecting to truth. And then I was shown that mm-hmm. no, this is not the way and I have to drop that and I have to actually be honest with myself and honest with my path and not compromise. Mm. Yeah, it feels so clear also in this phase, like what you described a few minutes ago, this focus on the joy and on the frequency and leading with frequency. Uh, that feels like that got a little bit lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was suddenly the focus was more on the lack, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, wow. We need to pay this money and it's not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and then that, like you said, created so much pressure. And mm-hmm. of course, with the pressure, it's kind of easy to stay there and to really collapse into that hole. Like, mm-hmm. oh, where is it? And so on. Like, it's not coming. It's not happening and so on. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, that's also went into the relationship, looking at the lack, looking at the things that are not flourishing But then I love how you described this, this moment, actually, of seeing, okay, something here is not, just doesn't feel good right now. Mm-hmm. And just being honest with that mm-hmm. and then deciding, because there is a choice. There's a choice to feel again the plenitude, to mm-hmm. enjoy again life and each other and have fun, even with the business and appreciate those things. So exactly bringing this frequency first aspect in mm-hmm. and then everything opened yeah exactly yeah and in a way that i really as i said i couldn't have planned it really but it's just like feels like i'm so happy i'm so grateful i have like so much bliss actually in my life and then there's this natural overflow that takes place and people want to be close to it and it's so natural for my clients to be close to me and more people see me more people recognize me and there's just this overflow of abundance on all levels and it exudes out of me i cannot you cannot fake it Mm -hmm. like you just cannot (laughs) but when it's so real it becomes so tangible and people are naturally drawn and they naturally want to be in my field and we naturally play together and we expand together and we go places i don't even know like (laughs) now it feels like everything is popping for my clients as well and it's just incredible such a beautiful dance and then i know that our relationship really has been a mirror for me all along like with every that step sometimes i didn't want to look into it because i really didn't like what i saw 
with that like uh, focus on the luck and the scarcity mm-hmm. and like it's just like it was so unbearable all i wanted to do just hide into work and just disappear and like not feel just not feel mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you know because the mirror doesn't go away you don't want to look into it but it doesn't go away like you see like you know, patiently it stays yeah, yeah it stays it stays it stays <laughs> and, then, and then eventually it's like okay honestly are you happy and then you know the moment of truth comes yeah yeah and what i love to see is now that with your business like you've had such a massive expansion actually this year and it really feels like it's making you more of you it's making you more of yourself mm-hmm. and even contributing to our relationship and like it's really fun even for us in our meeting and it's not taking away mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. and that fun is I mean, it's so precious. I didn't know it was even possible mm-hmm. like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody says, ah, oh, you have to choose your battle. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot have everything at the same time, and so on. Mm-hmm. And of course, to some extent, yeah, that may be true. Like we cannot, in every arena of life, always be a hundred out of a hundred. Yeah, there's always some little challenges, at least in my experience, mm-hmm. with different areas. But when leading from this place of really enjoying what you do and frequency first and yeah, really appreciating the plenitude it feels like it's all coming together the relationship is benefiting your business is going through the roof like mm-hmm. you look amazing you look more beautiful actually every year it's really like seeing a rose <laughs> blossom open and it's just you know just becomes more and more beautiful with every season and it's so wonderful to witness this yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it touches me a lot that you say this and that you see this because i feel like i had this vision and this dream and i felt like it's possible to have it all but i feel like it was so unrealistic so i think not many people believed me (laughs) or Mm -hmm. could support me with that vision I think also for us, there were some moments where you were a bit concerned with where am I going and how it is. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's been a big breakthrough for us also this year Mm -hmm. to see that, yeah, it's possible. And I know that the more I am in my heart, the more I am me and the more it is good for everyone around me and us first and foremost. Yeah, and I remember this moment when I shared with you that I was concerned about the direction and so on. And I feel it was really actually related to the energy of the Mm -hmm. creation Mm -hmm. because you were creating in that time from that lack that we just spoke about Mm -hmm. and trying to put in more grind and more like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but not really from honoring your heart and loving your life. But then I thought the business is the problem. So I criticized the business and mm-hmm. I was like okay this is not good yeah mm-hmm. but actually it's not the business that's the problem the problem is that you were not playing your game mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you were not doing your yeah the frequency your was thing off. yeah mm-hmm. and also this actually is something I see quite a bit again with clients where their partners criticize them for working so mm-hmm. much but again I don't think it's necessarily about the business it's just about how they do it mm-hmm they are somehow not being fully true to themselves and the partner can feel that. Mm. And just the partner may not be so, like may not see clearly enough to address it like this directly and like with that precision. Yeah? Mm. But it's just something is off in your energy if your partner is complaining about you working too much. <laughs> mm. yeah? 
something is not true there. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting how with this mirror that we look into, it's like sometimes like it's showing you something, but we have to focus on the big thing that it's showing because the specifics may be like, you know, it's subject to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Just like you were saying here, it's like they can say, oh, you work too much. Your business is not right. Just stop this thing. But actually, in fact, what they're actually saying is that your energy is off. I don't feel you. I, I, you're somewhere else. I don't feel connected to you. And then that's the actual problem. Like, and then you can see, okay. And just this honest question, like, I'm, am I happy? Am I connected? Am I blossoming, really? And if not, then look. Look deeper. Uh, I'm also having a little, like, realization moment with that uh, right now. Yeah. Mm. Like, just articulating it so clear, what you just said. Yeah? Not to look at the specifics so much, but just unpack together what's mm. the big theme underneath mm. when both partners are, of course, willing yeah, to go there and to mm. love, mm. in fact. Mm -hmm. to love more deeply to open more to love to open more to expansion to infinity mm -hmm. so this feels like a really rich and really round journey with you and i think i'll slowly want to kind of start to bring it into a circle yeah into a closing moment but i want to ask you also if there's still something that you would like to speak about before we wrap up or something that kind of is still maybe needs another refinement or <laughs> <laughs> no i feel like it's beautiful you're you're so good with like this real deep genuine curiosity and even though you know so many of those things you asked me about but somehow i just i felt really enlightened and really seen in my heart and the way you've led this conversation so it feels perfect yeah beautiful yeah <laughs> made a real intention also to really deeply connect with you and really enjoy this time and see it as a really sacred mm. opportunity for us also mm. to be together and to have fun and mm. to share that with all of you who are listening so mm. yeah it's beautiful to see the fruits of that and to feel the fruits of that mm. so sophia how can the listeners find you connect with you i think many of you listening anyway already connected with sophia mm. because i know that we share many people who are following both of our work but how can the listener find you what's the best way to connect with you my instagram is the best sophia sandalide cool we'll put that in the in the show notes uh, as well Okay, and so we've been diving deep uh, yeah, today into creating a relationship that actually uplifts both partners on every level, making both partners stronger individuals, brighter lights in the world, but then also creating a huge light together in the togetherness. Mm -hmm. And we've been dissecting the values that stand behind it for us and sharing many stories from our, from our history. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in with us. It's been really, really nice to have you here. And for the last words, I'll hand it over to you if you'd like to still maybe offer a blessing to people. Or May this conversation spark a light in your heart, connect you to what is possible in love. And may this conversation serve the highest good of all.